Okay, so I'm calling Ben. Calling Ben right now on... Oh, he's already there. Ben's already here. I'm here. Ben, can you hear me? I can. Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone who I did not include when I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is Paul Goody, and I'm talking to Ben Lawrence on the Goody Lawrence podcast, which always starts with me saying, Ben Lawrence! Paul Goody! Hey, going, sir. sir. Oh, you know, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, I am downstairs in the basement. It was 60 degrees in uh, Edwardsville today, Edwardsville, Illinois, where That's I am at. Kind of what it was like here. It was about uh, like 55 today. Yes, and we uh, should <clears> note <throat> that it is the year 2024. And uh, your date Lord, is not mine. February first. Uh, so one, if two, you're listening four. to this podcast, find the next number in the sequence. Our hope is that uh, you know you're listening to this 100, 200 years in the future, and you're trying to find out, hey, what was life like way back in the year 2024? Almost, almost. Uh, near the turn of the millennium. Uh, ben and I were there for the turn of the millennium, and we are now living into the 2020s. And it's uh, it's all right. Y2K um, was a big... A lot of people were frightened yes. regarding Y2K, now, the year 2000. What, what I know is that people who say that Y2K... so. For those of you who are not familiar with Y2K, um, and who knows, depending on when you're listening to this, it might have been an issue that you had to deal with uh, when the year 3000 came around, if you're still using that calendar, um, and you're that far in the future. But, to, to understand, uh, when computer technology uh, was taken hold, a lot of people didn't think about the fact that uh, 2000 would mean that the two-digit year, because we used to, and Ben, you remember this, yeah. we used to leave the 1900s off of the year. So what year? We would say that it's 52 86. when writing the date. Yeah. And so when it came time for it to go to 2000, everyone was like, oh, wait a second. We're just using this two-digit two-digit year. No one's gonna know if we mean right specifically in regards to computer programming. Yeah, they're not gonna know if we need mean nineteen hundred or two thousand. And besides that, um, there is a thing where you can't divide by zero. Not that that, you know, mattered to a lot of people, but if you were using zero, zero as the year, there was a possibility that it would be used in the calculation and break the calculation. So there was, there's a lot of fear about this. And then nothing happened, pretty much. There was... Uh, and the, Yeah, the different types of fears were, like, some computers are going to break the worst. And so, like, you, you were sold boxes from, say, CompuServe or... Um, Dell that were Y2K safe computers, but the mm -hmm. biggest the biggest uh, fright that I remember people having was that uh, even though the uh, U.S. was being diligent in rewriting all of the computer programs to include a four-digit year, uh, the Russians were not. And so, what I, uh, I granted hearsay, of course. Um, yeah, but what I what I heard was that uh, the computers in charge of the Russian nuclear missiles were going hmm. to malfunction and fire their nuclear arsenal at us. That was a real fear people had in Y2K. Yeah. And so that didn't happen. Uh, just so you know, if you're listening to this in the future, it didn't happen. But, I mean, the big thing is this, that people, a, a lot of people said, I can't believe that we worried so much about Y2K and then nothing happened. Nothing happened because there were people that were worried about right. it. Right. Nothing happened because so a it, lot of people did a lot of work to take care of it. Yeah. 
And if some people say, well, I never did it, well, that's true. But, hey, Ben, speaking about, um, you know, what people uh, remember about history and maybe misremember, you remember, we were talking about this at one point in time, uh, in fact, I believe when it was happening, uh, the, the war in Iraq that started. Yes. Uh, the, the, I guess the second war in Iraq, I believe. The first one, of course, uh, 1991, uh, the, the, um, you know, winter time of 1991, around that, that period, there was uh, Desert Shield, Operation, I believe. De- well, it, the, the police activity was called Operation yeah. Desert Shield, but then the actual war was called Operation uh, Desert Storm. And that was, that was in 1991. Yeah, around then, yeah. Okay, so, so then, what was the second uh, war called? Do you remember? The second war? I mean, are you, you're not the one, are you talking the about one the one in 2003? In 2003, yeah. I don't know if that had it. Was it called cl- Desert Storm 2? I <laughs> Uh, Camel Boogaloo. I don't know if that had a if that mm. had an operational name that they disseminated as widely as Desert Storm. So, <laughs> operation. Regardless, George W. Bush wants to take revenge on Saddam Hussein for him attempting an assassination on George H. W. Bush. Just doesn't roll right off the tongue like Desert yeah. Storm did. So, so here's the thing: is that. Um, there was this guy who was like, we all thought, this is what he said, we all thought, and this is in quotes, uh, you know, he, we all, I'm not saying it, this other guy is saying it, we all thought that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, and if you didn't think that, or if you're saying you didn't think that, you're wrong and you're misremembering. Either you're lying or you're misremembering, because we right. all thought that it did. And I remember... Colin Powell told us so. I believe that Brett Fetzer actually wrote an article for The Stranger about how that wasn't about about how there aren't really weapons something to that effect. Like, like maybe like, I don't know if he knew definitively that, but he said that going to war was a bad idea. Yeah, people that we knew, people that we were hanging out with, uh did say that that was not what was happening. That that they were getting us into a war and that we shouldn't get into a war. That was the idea that everybody wanted this war because they thought Iraq had weapons of mass destruction is incorrect. I remember Maybe br- this guy and his friends, but there were people that we knew. I'm not saying that I... I, I I would never believe that I would have said, yes, it's a good idea for us to go to war with Iraq. I don't think I would have said that. But I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't, because I I can't say for sure. This used to drive people nuts when they said, Paul, did you put this file in the wrong place? I would say, the file is in the wrong place. I cannot say that I put it there. Because I would not intentionally put a file in the wrong place, so I cannot definitively say, say that I put it there. I can say that I might have put it there on accident, but because it is on accident, I can't tell you that I did it. And they would hate it. Same sort of thing. I don't think that I would have advocated us going to war with Iraq. Me, Paul Goody, person right. living in Seattle in 2003 or whatever. I- but... I, I don't remember myself being against it, but I do remember other people. And so the idea that everyone was for it and everyone thought there were weapons of mass destruction, incorrect. I, you know, I I'm, I, 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 I'm kind of with you. I don't remember what my stance was at the time. I am pretty sure, and now granted this is talking about it in, you know, 20 years on. Um, I'm pretty sure that I would have not wanted us to go to war, but I would not have been vocal about that, nor would I have been vocal about, uh, the, uh, about us going to war. I would not have taken a stance either way, but I would have preferred us not. Mm-hmm. Um, new topic, starting new topic. Uh, 
Thank you, new topic. There, there is a guy uh, named Robert Allen Mitchell, Bob Mitchell, who uh, was my first, um, like, okay, so I was in an improv group called American Scream, and that was in, like, the early 90s. But my first kind of um, improv group that I really, like, like felt like no that's not true american scream i felt like it was good too i felt like <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun you know now i'm i'm starting to think of all the sketches that we we were a sketch slash improv group same thing with with the nonprofits, which is the second group that i'm talking about so yeah. no i take it back it was it was a, the second group that i was in but i really uh respected bob and and he was a funny guy and he he was a good uh teacher because uh, he taught uh, improv at the at the college that I that I did my second stint of college at, I got did my first stint, got a degree, second stint, and then the the semester before I got my BFA in acting, uh, I quit to go to Canada, and then I went to Seattle and I met Benjamin Lawrence, and the rest is history. But the thing is that Bob, uh. And I didn't, hadn't talked in like 20 years. And, um, you know, maybe talked a little bit, maybe saw each other once or twice when I came back. But we never really performed together or anything like that after that time. And um, whenever I would see this guy uh, whose name is Steve Herrick, uh, Steve is a, uh, I think he's a PhD, um, wrote, yeah, because I think he, either PhD or masters wrote, uh, and, and, and Steve Herrick, if you're ever listening to this, I apologize for Write not and let us knowing know. your <laughs> level of education. Write us at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail. Got, is that right? Ben's, Ben's email, email at yahoo.com yahoo. yahoo. at gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail. Yes. And, uh, we made it hard for you to contact us on purpose. On purpose. Uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of roadblocks that we make between uh, potential listeners finding the show and then if they do find the show contacting us, um, which is fine. So Don't contact so, us. So so Please. Steve uh, <laughs> Steve was was in the nonprofits as well. Um, and whenever I would see Steve, he would always say, "Oh yeah, Bob Mitchell." Once your contact information, I'd say, yeah, go go ahead and give it to him, <coughs> and then uh, Bob would then not contact me, uh, and I couldn't find him. And then I had a dream, Ben, two or three days ago, a number. a performance. Uh, well, sort of. I dreamt that I had to contact him. Hmm. Like, oh, I wonder why. So then I looked into it, and it turns out a couple of different things. One, uh, there was an August Wilson, uh, like, uh, sort of, uh, you retrospective know. Retrospective. Play. Retrospective or whatever. At uh, uh, the, the Black Rep in Seattle, uh, not Seattle, oh, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. In St. Louis, Missouri in 2018, when I was here. This is an actual thing that happened, not something that yeah, was in the dream. Okay. That's that's right. I woke up and then this other stuff happened. Uh, or I found out about this other stuff. Uh, so 2018. And Bob Mitchell, who lives in New Orleans now, came Colin. to St. Louis uh, and was in that. So I would have had a chance to see him had I known. But in the program for that... I saw that he had started uh, the nonprofits in New Orleans. It's Nonprofit South. And so I was able to contact him and because their, their phone number was there. And I said, is this Bob Mitchell? And he said, is this Paul Goody? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. My number had been in his phone the whole time. And he this said that he couldn't remember time. why he wanted me to contact him. And I said, because you like me. And he's like, well, yes. That goes without uh, saying, Paul, but I must have had had a reason. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. He he must have had some sort of a project <laughs> he was doing that he wanted to contact me about, but it didn't happen. So 
And I said to him that I feel like there's a portion of my life that had been shut off that is now reopened because Bob, you know, an instructor of mine, and also, uh, you know, we played role-playing games together and just, uh, you know, now back back in. And so now I'm reconnected to the the nonprofit side of my uh, my life, which is pretty cool. Congratulations. And I told him about Goody Lawrence and was very proud of of what we did. I said, I can't believe that you don't know any of it. So I need to send him the, yeah, uh, you need to go the to link to the stuff. GoodyLawrence.com. There you'll find almost everything. Everything I've been able to collect and compile. Yes, uh, that's one thing that I told him about. And for those of you uh, who don't know, so Goody Lawrence was a very, uh, very prolific... I would say performance art duo yeah. in Seattle, Washington, in uh, the early two thousands. Early two thousands is to mid two thousand tens is is. Yes, and in fact, um, we're up, we're coming up on ten years since you've moved away, Paul Goody. I know. I don't like it. <laughs> um, there would there would have been more for people to watch, but I instituted this thing. And I still, I still agree with it that theater being ephemeral, being there not, you know, that there are some things that you can't, that if you weren't there, you cannot see it. It is, it has happened and then it is gone. I liked that part of it. And so when people were there to it's, film, especially when it doesn't work, <laughs> I would ask them, yes. Hey, look, <laughs> I know. Uh, so, so there were times when. I said, uh, "Don't film us. Yeah. Turn off the cameras that when we're when, on." I mean, that, that's. I mean, that's when we had like a, a guys from the uh, public access TV station yep. here in Seattle, um, who like you never could tell the quality. Like you never, whenever I like set up a camera to record it for us, there was never any pushback from that. I was just gonna like go on our YouTube and stuff. Oh, I forgot, Ben. One of the reasons why I made that decision. The TV show. I forgot right? this. No, well, the TV show I was on, yes, but that was not the only reason. I, I, I said it was because I was on a TV show, and you know I didn't want a conflict of things. But the other thing was because they edited one of our pieces when it was on, and so it wasn't as we. They put Are you it talking on. About they blood, put it on blood, the blood? channel. I'm talking about blood, blood, blood. Part of Two blood, blood, blood. People. Two, Blood, Blood, Blood was recorded by the Seattle Channel, which is a city-owned uh, oh, like municipal was, I, channel. But the, that old guy and his assistants who showed up when you were doing uh, when you were doing lull work, that guy was from who God knows where. Just like uh, Scan TV, I think is what it was called. Okay. Uh, you heard it here first. Confessional wasn't tracking those were two different people. <laughs> yeah. And and also I was doing I was doing lull work at the time. Oh, now it can be told. Uh, yeah. So I was on a um, reality TV show based around the work that I was doing with Ben Ha and his company. Ben Ha, um, famously not a big fan of me, uh, because I would complain about the company's business practices on camera all the time. Uh. I could see why that would get under his skin, seeing as how it was his yeah, business. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I was a, I was a jerk. I so was he, a jerk uh, oh, to him and his jerk, business. He also probably didn't sound like he was receptive to feedback. Well, unless you were being, unless you were being like a, a bigger jerk than like giving constructive criticism. Um, okay, you suck for not paying us more, kind of thing. Uh, no, no, I would say this. So here's the idea: they have a you. Let's say you have a cute picture of your animal. They say, "Hey, we'd like to use your cute picture. Uh, we'd like to use a cute picture of your I'm animal. Not gonna pay uh, for it. Can can we use it? Please give us permission. And yeah. then if they say, if you said no, they might offer you uh, some money. They might say, "Hey, oh, you know, can we can we give you you know this thing, and then you'll do it. And if you say no, uh, they will find an animal that looks like your animal, take a picture that looks like your picture, and then Jesus. put their caption on it anyway, and and." Back and before you then could just have an it. AI do that. Yeah. Oh shoot! I wonder. I wonder, Ben. Mm. Wonder Ben. Ben Lawrence tonight at Wonder nine. Ben. 
but let's talk about that too. Uh, well, we, we already talked about that, but yeah, if you can't own something, right. If you're, this is what I'm wondering about. So uh, have I talked to you already about, yeah, I talked to you already about this, that I'm using Adobe Firefly looking yeah. into it. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I, it, it used to suck and now it's all right. So, uh, good for them. But I am wondering if they own Firefly and they own the stock images that Firefly is making things off of, if an employee of Adobe makes an image off of the stocked images off of the AI that Adobe owns, can Adobe say they own that image? If I make it, there's question. But what if Adobe people make it? I'm guessing that the Adobe employees have signed a uh, contract saying anything they generate while an employee of Adobe belongs to Adobe. Well, and this is the, this is the reason I'm wondering, right? Because the concept is that there's a rule that you can't copyright something made by AI because of you know how complicated it is in the way that it's made and stuff because a person isn't making it. But right. what if? But what if a corporation made it? Corporations, corporations are people, according to the Supreme Court. So you know, known as people. Yes. So yeah, if the corporation did all of the things, if they owned the source material and they made the algorithm and they generated the image, do they own it? Ooh, good Part question. Three, Mark the time. Type stamp it, or time stamp it. It's, uh... I have 21 I, minutes, 24 four, seconds. 420, Benny. B Benny? Benny? I said 420, <laughs> Ben, at, on February 1st. Oh, my watch is slow. Aw. Nice. So... <laughs> uh so so anyway who knows who knows i think i think that if i were if i were adobe i'd try it i'd try to make the uh the argument oh hey uh by the way this uh this episode of the goody large podcast brought to you by uh cheetos flaming hot minis flaming hot uh, minis so this is what they are they're tiny I, what one would think would be cheese balls but they're you know closer to your face close there you go they kind of look like kicks oh uh, they're bigger they're about crunchberry size get your kicks on route 66 there's a box of speaking about in which, the middle of the road um <laughs> or like tricks i like it yeah uh, get your tricks on route 66 and there's a anyway i like um, kicks better ben i think you got it right the first time Twix, I mean, Twix, uh, uh, tricks, no, kicks. not Twix. Tricks were my favorite, though. Tricks, I, I liked Tricks mm. better when we when when I was a kid. Although Lucky Charms um, was my jam. That's kind of, that was my favorite. My, that yeah. was my sugary cereal of choice. There's a store near here who sells just the, I think I told you about this already, Oops, just the marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah. Yep. In a bag. You feel bought, like it's drugs. I bought one. I know they look like a bunch of like a five pound bag of Molly. I bought a bag of. Um, I don't know what Molly looks like. I'm, I uh, bought a bag. Take your word I, for it. It looks like candy. I think I bought a bag of those. Oh no, marshmallows uh, for my nephew uh, when he was a kid. My sister said he went. It was like a, again. It was like a five pound bag of just Lucky Charms marshmallows. Yeah. And my sister said he went through those that in like a week. Yeah, marshmallows, I'm, 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 those tiny marshmallows, very easy to eat a lot of them uh, yeah. also, all the time. They're not that great when they when they go when they go south when they when they get stale, so you do have to eat them quickly. Especially I do if you're actually like, a like them. Old kid, you could probably do it pretty fast. Here's the thing. I like I like the Lucky Charms marshmallows when they get stale and a little chewy. I like regular marshmallows, regular mini marshmallows when they get stale and get crunchy. It's very, I just like the transition either way. Not a fan. I've got to tell you, Paul, even though we have a, a storied history of using marshmallows in our performances, I'm not a fan. I never did. I, I never did like marshmallows. I do like them. I, I do admit. Look, it's me. It's me. I, uh, mustache. I'm, I'm mustache, just a guy with a mustache. And then mustache all of a sudden. Goody. Beard! It, it happens. Um, so... I haven't shaved in a couple days. Um, I shaved on Tuesday. Today's Thursday. Oh. I shaved on Tuesday because I had a meeting where I had to look professional. Well, I didn't have to look professional, but I wanted to. We need to talk about something after the podcast. So there's one. Uh -oh. Again, if we ever started a Patreon, you'd be able to listen to 
Me talk to Ben how about much, stuff. How much would you pay us on a monthly basis to listen to the stuff that Paul and I talk after we stop hit, after we stop recording? Uh, let us know at Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. That's right. We do not have a Patreon right now. Uh, no plans to have one. Uh, not I will you tell want you to this. do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I will it. tell you. Yeah. No, like I said, Ben and I have said this before. If there's ever a Patreon, I need help. Uh, please help me because I'm so out of money that it seems like a good idea to disappoint people monthly for, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Here's okay. Ben, uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, I have an idea for a podcast. Oh God. He says, now I know that podcast. we have a podcast, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that, uh, I don't know. Maybe we turn this podcast into it. I don't know. It's called Paul finds out. Right? We have listeners. Listeners need me, Paul Goody, to tell them about something. And I go out and use all of the tools at my disposal to find out about the thing they've asked me about. And then I do a presentation to you, Ben, about it. And then you ask me questions. It's called Paul Finds Out. And, so, And by circumstance, Ben finds out as well. Yes, exactly. Paul and Ben find maybe that's there you it. Go. Paul and Paul Ben, and find, ben out. find out. Do we want to do a pilot of Paul and Ben find out with Stephen McCandless giving us our topic? Well, uh, McCandless, if you're listening at all, email us or or text me <laughs> or text yeah, Paul. Email, text no, no, Paul. no, no, no. Email us at, at Paul's. Uh, no, at, oh no. <laughs> Paul and Ben you finds us. out at yahoo.com, at icloud.com, at gmail.com. Ben, you, you can't set that up. That's too much work. <laughs> Ben's email address. At, is it just Ben's email? Ben's email at yahoo.com. Okay. At gmail.com. So, yeah. Ben's email at yahoo.com at gmail.com. Uh, let us know and we I'm can do gonna, a pilot version. I'm not going to tell Paul Steven about this. It, this will only happen no, it's if, if he just hears happens it. it's to if hear he, this episode. If he hears this yeah. and, and decides to do it, then we'll Or we'll anybody else. There are, there are a couple other people I know that listen to the show um, at, you know, uh, uh, occasionally. Um, yeah. So if they, if I, if any so of them, so if you happen to listen to it, if you happen yep. to hear this part of the show, if you've made uh, it twenty-seven will, minutes into, uh, uh, because Ben and I did talk 5th. about about making a uh, an entirely different podcast inside of this podcast before. Uh, what is it after after how many years we do it? Um, or is it at a number? It was. Is it at number? Is it at eight hundred? We do it. What is the... Do you remember? I don't, what, actually. What limit you gave? So, we, we're circumventing not remembering what number it is by just doing it now. <laughs> it's the secret pilot. If you guys want to hear it, just uh, say, Hey, I'd like to find out about blank, and then whatever it is you want to find out about. And the, for the first person who says, Hey, I want to find out about blank, and they actually write blank out, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll... Do a whole show it, on... The etymology of blank. Exactly. This is the thing. All you want to do is you want to write to us and say, dance, I want dance. to find out about, and then whatever. And then whatever it is, no matter what you put there, we will interpret it and then do the show about it. Now, I want to say this also at the offset, just so that no one is uh, confused, surprised, or disappointed. We will be doing the exact same amount of editing... <laughs> As we're doing right now. I will I have a none. piece of paper that I will be reading off of. There will yeah. be no graphics. There will be no... Now, here's the thing. If it goes well, and if something very horrible happens to me, uh, maybe then we will turn it into a, a more intense thing. But probably not. Now that's Patreon worthy. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. We are, we are, what we are doing now is we're doing a blueprint horrible. for a Patreon... Horrible um, things happening to Paul. That's a... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Guaranteed to get some get some cash. Just to keep it from happening. Yeah, exactly. Horrible things will happen. Hey, unless we meet our goal, Paul gets his ears pierced. That was a... Uh, no, that was a... Um, 
a National Lampoon magazine, like their a famous cover story where Oh yeah, we'll kill this dog. Yeah. By this <laughs> Yeah. By this magazine or we'll kill this dog, yeah. And there's a dog, you know, with a gun to its face. And the dog had a very like good expression for not knowing what was yeah. happening, but having a gun pointed at its head. So, oh man! For those who care, they didn't actually shoot the dog. The dog was never in danger. Buy this magazine or we'll kill this dog, and the dog looks happy. Okay, just very happy. Horrible life. Make it end. Uh, Somebody said, um, um, "Gun to your head." uh, Name a Hmm. color without the 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 letter E in it. Okay. And somebody said green. The idea being that they wanted to be shot in the head. Um, that's a that's a meme that somebody did, I believe. You know, every time you see like a uh, a news story about somebody who just had some sort of like horrific accident and passed away, ultimately in the bio of this person is there's a sentence like so and so really enjoyed life, loved every minute of life was so full of joy and that you never see you know this person was killed in a freak accident they were a miserable prick and probably are pretty stoked that this happened there's a okay so i don't think i've mentioned this to you before but there's a band called thou t-h-o-u uh-huh uh that does scream stuff they they scream, scream stuff? when they Oh, uh, you know, it's like uh, metal. Okay. Uh, I think it's called. I think it's called sludge metal. I want to say. I've never heard of sludge metal. Um, and then there's another band that does sort of the same thing called the Body. And when they play together, they're called the Body and Thou. The Body. And I recommend and listening. Thou. Yeah, listening to their cover of Nine Inch Nails' "Terrible Lie." Um, lies. Yeah, but it's 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 terrible lie. It's good though. Uh, but what was I gonna say about? It? Oh, uh, I believe it's yeah. on their album. Why are we big in this that's entitled <laughs> "You Whom I Have Always Hated," which I think is a great a great title for an album. Is what I would say. However grammatically incorrect it may be. So, I'm going to tell you something. I am now doing Tai Chi, uh, which is pretty good. And I've also stopped having any sort of a diet. So, I weigh uh, 214 pounds now. But I feel better than I have in the past... And when I was on a restri- a more restrictive diet, I did not feel good, and my uh, emotions were bad. I, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear you say that. I know, I I know so, another person who like was on a pretty restrictive diet, and not just for like losing weight reasons, but like doctor's orders, like stay away from mm-hmm. this food, stay away from that food. These are food; these foods are terrible for you, and it wrecked them. Like the just like the the emotional um, um, pits and valleys that they found themselves in, just because yeah. of the things that they loved that they couldn't eat anymore. And once once they were given the all clear from the doctor to like introduce those things back into their diet, like refined sugars and dairy mm. and meat and all that, once they didn't have to worry about those kinds of things, uh, they became much happier. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of it for me is that. You know, Jennifer cooks what she cooks. She makes what she makes. And if I'm not able to eat it, then you, you have know, to make the your food, own food. The food just goes to waste. And yeah. And, but then the other thing is also, you know, in some ways, it, um, I'm not eating enough. You know, I'm, I'm just eating enough to survive and not, you know, and I could do it. I can do it. And this is not me, you know, saying that I'm a quitter or a loser or anything when I say that I'm not doing this. I have made the intentional choice to stop doing it. Yeah. 
Um, and Ben, if you bet me right now, <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Start the clock. <laughs> like, start the clock. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, but and I, I mean, this is the thing: is part of it is this uh, the anti OCD therapy stuff that I'm doing? Yeah. Uh, it is amazing what I recognize now as being. Um, I, I'm 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 gonna go into a bit here in just a second. Uh-uh. What I recognize as being OCD because you know the thing is that your mind that this is all this is all genuine. Your mind tells you, um, oh well, I'm just doing this because of blank. Oh well, I'm not. I'm not drinking out of this one glass because I'm afraid of getting germs from other people. I just drink out of this one glass because I like this. This is my favorite glass. I have to drink out of this glass. And then I only have to wash this glass. Um, So this glass is always clean. So I know that when I use this glass, it's clean. Whereas other glasses, I don't know what people... Oh, no. You know, you you realize. Uh, And so, and I think I've mentioned this before, but my therapist... Uh, it is it is very much like Project Mayhem on Fight Club, uh, so I will I have a thing like okay I am going to drink out of uh, a glass that has been left on the counter that is full of something, right? I'm gonna drink that I'm gonna drink out of that glass. So there's leftover leftover iced tea that Jennifer put there. Um, you know, six hours ago, I'm going to drink that glass of leftover iced tea, etc. And right. what it's about is learning to sit with being uncomfortable. And it works out pretty well. But there's one thing that uh, I learned just yesterday, which is that uh, it's listening to the language that you use when you talk about something. So, for instance... I should really write this person an email. When you say I should really write it, you're saying that there's a moral authority above you that you need to listen to because you haven't written the email. So it's obvious that you are procrastinating from writing the email. But you should do it so you feel as though there's some greater moral sense about, you know, etc., etc. So, so instead of saying I should write that email, um, you could say, as an example, I'm going to write that email. I'm going to write that email in the next five minutes or I, you make it a choice as opposed to an obligation. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to set aside some time. So I finish that email. Yeah. Et cetera. Um, this is the same way. This is one thing that you're learning through your OCD therapy. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, and the part of, part of the reason was, uh, I don't talk about work. Uh, my, (laughs) my therapist caught me saying I should finish this email before I log out of my computer. Yeah. And the recommendation was to say, I would prefer I finish this email before I log out of my computer. Okay. Because that's really, yeah, exactly. I I can't. Yeah, Uh, that's the other thing. I can't. Right. I told. I think I told you the story before, but this guy said, um, "I can't use the elevator." Right. And then the therapist said to him, "Okay, follow me." So they left the office and they walked to the elevator and he pressed the door and therapist got in, held the door and said, okay, I want to see you bounce off whatever force field keeps you from going into the elevator. (laughs) The guy said, what do you mean? He's like, well, you've proven that you can walk through doors because we left my office. You've proven that you can walk forward because we went all the way down the hall to over here. So just walk into the elevator. And he was like, I can't. Well, you can do all the steps that get you onto this elevator. You know, that you have to come to grips to the idea that it's not that you can't, it's that you don't want to. And not wanting to use the elevator is okay. But, it's actually you know, there is a difference. Yeah. 
I mean, there was is, this, I, so was this therapist, like in this story, is this therapist being like instructional and are they being like, uh, are they trying to open the person's eyes to this larger issue or are they just being mean and uh, like okay, so here, here's what I would say. Um, the this was I was not watching this uh, unfold. This is the therapist talking about uh, you know his experience. This is right. like a lecture that he was yeah, given. Yeah, yeah. given. Uh, so he's talking to a bunch of therapists uh, about about one of his clients, which I think you know is fine and probably uh, <laughs> totally cool. Yeah. Nothing um, unethical about that. You're not, I mean, they're not saying I had this therapist named, you know, Jonah Hill, who's, you know, or whatever. They're not, they're not saying who the, who the person is, et cetera, et cetera. But I will say, I like my therapist a lot. I think that our therapy is, is helpful. You as the, uh, client, you do you do feel <coughs> them push on your boundaries. Right. Right? They, and they, they are not sympathetic when they do that. Um, I'm trying to think of, they aren't like, okay, okay, are you ready? We're going to, they're like, okay, now we're going to do this, this, and that, you know, it's very, um, they're blunt. Yeah. But, but they're also like, are you okay? Where are you? So they're always checking it. But care. Right? So there's a there's a fear level, yeah. right? From one to ten. And they're like, where are you at? And you say, I'm at a seven. Or I'm at a six. You know, you, you, there's, you work that out, right? It's like the pain scale. Um, but yeah, if you, like, okay, as an example. The things that, the things that they want you to be is uncomfortable. Right? They don't want you. Um, <laughs> they don't want you coping, or using coping strategies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah. as an example, uh, one of my recent things I've been doing is they give me a riddle or a, a brain teaser or whatever, and I solve it, but I can't tell them that I've solved it. I can't indicate that I've solved it in any way. Right? And they move on to the next one in like 10 seconds. And if I haven't solved it, I can't go back to solve it. I have to focus on just the new one. Right? And so part of it is like, and the reason we're doing this is that sometimes I'm working on a puzzle of some kind. Jennifer and Betty are, are, you know, in the car. We're supposed to be going to the grocery store and I'm still working on the puzzle. Right? right. Yeah. So... So the idea is me leaving a puzzle undone. Right. Uh, and I can't tell if I finished it or not. Because that's the other thing, is that if I finish it, you know, oh, I finished this brain teaser in 10 seconds. Haha, that's cool of me. That is also not part of the exercise. So I so I have to say, and for, for a little while, it was 30 seconds. And so they would tell, they'd tell it to me. And then it would just be, they were on a Zoom call, so it's like this. So they were telling it to me, and then I would do this. <laughs> Until the 30 seconds were up. Uh, and so we decided to make it just 10. Yeah. Because it was unnerving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. But, but yeah, so you get the idea. There, There's... Um, but one of the things, right, is that... Um, you know, I, I figured out that... I, if I got it right, then I'd have a little, um, you know, kind of haha. I got it right, sort of thing. So I couldn't do that little haha. Right? Me. I couldn't make a, I couldn't make a face. I couldn't do any of that. And then, my therapist started going, and you know, if you got it or you didn't get it, I'm not going to know. Probably going to assume you didn't figure it out. Um, which was done specifically. So that I couldn't comfort myself with the knowledge that I got it. Right. Because now, you know, even though even though they're not a jerk, they're going to say, I'm going to... And, and that's, that's uh, another example of 
of it would be like I so I'm supposed to um, drink out of Betty's glass let's say so Betty drinks out of a glass and then I drink out of it and so we're sitting there and then my therapist will go so you said that Betty stayed home from school a couple of days ago because she had a fever okay you know stuff like that to make me remember that there are germs and stuff like that so it, there is there is digging there is a little bit of that stuff i mean both ways right uh and it's it's really it's actually really good and i know that sounds you like feel something like that it's all working for you I, I, yeah, I really do. I feel more competent. Is there a, in doing stuff? Have you gotten to the point where you're you, you find that your behavior is get is changing for these things that yeah. you're working on without you thinking about it? Absolutely. That that is exactly what you've just described. Uh, for example, I I no longer uh, notice when I'm walking. On cracks and and on you know the tiles on floors and stuff like that. Yeah, like I like just right now is one of the first times that I've thought about it because I was thinking of an example. Because for a while I was intentionally stepping on them and then I was, you know, trying to not tell whether or not I was stepping on them, etc. Now when I think back on it, I remember it being important, but now I it isn't. Now I don't, I don't do it anymore. There are a couple, there, uh, there's a list of those. Um, one of the things that I just took out is, so when I'm watching, and this is, this is one of the great examples of how this works. So I would be watching TV and uh, a woman and her husband are in an argument on the TV show. And I would be, ha I'd have Edward there. And I'd be like, Edward, it's okay. They're, they're just actors. They're not really mad at each other. It's fine. She was like, so what you're doing is you're using Edward to sort of talk to yourself yeah. about this. You're reassuring Edward, but you're reassuring yourself. Right. I need you to stop doing that. Uh, what you're going to do instead is, and this is the thing that I like about this therapy stuff. Uh, it's not, you're not going to talk to Edward again, right? But what it is, is when I talk to Edward, I say, well, Edward, we don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to watch and find out. As opposed to saying, oh, Edward, it's okay. And and so there's a lot of that. Like, um, if, let's say, I, I would be worried about getting sick uh, from getting... Oh, I got my shingles vaccine. Which you don't have to get for a little while. Die shingles vaccine years, is at 50. Yeah. yeah. So, I got years. it. Um, the shingles vaccine, by the way... Oh, when's your birthday again, Ben? March. March 9th. Huh. March 9th. Okay. So like a little okay. more than a month away. Yeah. And so, I mean, the big thing is this, that your shingles vaccine, uh, just as bad as COVID shot as far as feeling, you know, crummy afterwards. Ah. Well, that's um, how you know it's working. Which, and so, but when I was getting it, I was nervous, right? Well, what if I feel bad? Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, Regular, regular um, therapy might say, well, you know, just tell yourself you're going to be fine. You know, no matter what, you're going to be fine. Um, this sort of therapy, that's not what it is. It's, well, you could be okay. You could get really sick. You might, you know, die from complications. You don't know. You're going to have to wait and find out. Right. But... You don't know that you're going so to die any more than you know that you're not going to die. All about being comfortable with not knowing. Being comfortable with not knowing and being able to sit in being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? So so the idea of uh like you know this person's mad at me. I don't know that they're mad at me. I don't know that they're not mad at me either. And in the long run, it doesn't matter, you know, which it is because I can't control it. Right. You know, that sort of thing. It's it's really great uh, as far as a philosophy goes. It, it does feel very, 
I'm not going to say punk rock necessarily, but sort of. <laughs> sort of nihilistic, sort of punk rock. You know, not everything is... That's the big thing. Not everything is going to be okay. Just got to go with the flow, man. Go with the flow, man. Hey, it's me. I'm the flow, man. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge fan of that waitress <laughs> in that TV show. You got it. It's me, Mel. Uh, <laughs> is that another person from those from that ad campaign? Isn't that isn't that, isn't Alice? Wasn't there someone named Flo on Alice, the TV oh. show Alice? Yeah. Uh, and wasn't Mel the name of the cook? I've God, I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's this is right. I mean, right before my time. Yeah. You know, so I remember some of it, but I wasn't allowed to watch TV at that time. I'm going to look this up because it, now I am. I think Flo is the name. I do like the idea that someone calls uh, calls Mel the Flo Man. Because all they can remember is Flo from the... Yeah. You're totally right. I don't. I I had at the TV show Alice confused with um, another TV show, but yeah, uh, Vic Tayback played Mel Sharples. Vic Tayback. That's right. <laughs> what else was Vic Tayback in? Uh, and well, hang on a sec. And Polly Holiday played Flo Castleberry. Yeah. Uh, she. I think she was the one who coined the phrase "kiss my grits." Well, kiss my grits. Uh, Vic Tayback was also. He was in an episode of MacGyver. Um, oh, I think he was in, in the episode of The Twilight Zone. He was uh, he? a voice of Carface in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, I'm trying to look at other TV shows that I recognize. He had a pretty long career. I mean, he's got 150 acting credits. Yeah, I want to say that he was in a, an episode of The Twilight Zone where there was a talking doll, talking Tina. Oh, wow. That's 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 getting to be a deep cut uh he was in an episode of uh alfred hitchcock presents as man talking to cab driver one of his first uh one of his first credits i'm looking for uh oh f troop he's bill colton and f troop only one episode though i'm looking for a uh uh twilight zone so he did a lot of classic like 60s and 70s tv shows get smart the monkeys star trek um you can actually search on IMDb now, I think, inside his... Uh... Yeah, but I want to I look at like everything he's done. So oh, everything he's done, yeah. Mary it's... Tyler Moore show, Bewitched, Columbo. Yeah, Court Spavetti's father. He did a lot. He was he was a he was a working actor back in the day. Vic Tabeck, man. I, I remembered seeing... He was one of the first actors that I remember uh, seeing in, in something going, Hey, that's the guy from Blank. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was uh, the the guy who played James, uh, JJ's father in Good Times, was in uh, the Beastmaster, and I recognized him in both. Uh, and Mark Singer and from the Beastmaster and from V, I remembered remembering him in both of those he, too. He scared me. Of course, it came out when I was a wee a wee kid. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um. I'll tell you, man, it felt, when I was a kid at that age, it felt like V was going to start happening any day that we would, that, that this was like, you know, what was, what the plan was. But it didn't. At least not that I know of. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, there was a, uh, um, actually the, the TV show I was thinking of, um, I'm going to have to look up because I can't remember the name of it. But there was a, I think it was a spinoff. Um, Maud. Maud was a spinoff because uh, Maud had uh, B. Arthur in it. Yeah, I remember that. And was it a spinoff of the Mary Tyler Moore show? Yeah, I think it was. Anyway. Anyway. Vic Tabak, Twilight Zone, Talking Tina. This moment. Seriously, oh, do you want to look it I think up? I re- yeah. Well, do, wait. Do I want to look it up myself? No, uh, you want to prove I'm that you actually know I, that? Prove I'm that you pretty confident that. that it's correct. But wait, you know what? No, don't need to. Don't need to. 
This I'm is not... therapy, Ben. <laughs> Never look it up. Never look it up. Don't tell me I'm if I'm right. I'm not seeing a search function for a specific IMDb. Um, oh, so person. so what you do is you go to you go to uh, his page. It might only be on, on mobile. F. If you no, if you go on his page. So, uh, I, I'll I can tell you on mobile, right? If you go to mobile. And you type in Vic Tabak. Oh, here I'm on Ralph Innocent, right? I don't think he's got one. I did a I did a search, and it, there's no uh, there's no Twilight Zone credit on his uh, under his acting credits. Really? I think you're wrong, Paul. Maybe. Um. Hmm. Well, let's see. Oh, you know what? No, I'm not gonna look it up. I'm not gonna look it up. What was that? Okay, so um. There's another Twilight Zone actor who has a similar name who is the one who died in the helicopter accident. Yeah, but that's... Um, he was a... Oh, maybe it's, was, the, was maybe it's the Outer too? Limits. Hold on. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Vic Tabak. Twilight Zone, the movie. Albert Brooks was in that? I remember Albert Brooks being in that. Um... Hallie Young was in it. Vic Morrow. I knew it was a Vic. Vic Morrow what? Vic Morrow was the actor in uh, in John Landis's Twilight Zone who oh. died uh, along with two kids when a helicopter crashed, landed on top of them. A pretty famous Hollywood accident, mainly because John Landis suffered pretty much no um, consequences. Even the though... Mandela effect, Ben. I I've changed universes. So is is Vic Tabak the one you were thinking of initially? No. Uh, okay. So this is the thing, and I'm gonna tell you this for real. I thought when we were talking about Vic Tabak, I I thought wasn't he in the Twilight Zone? In Talking Tina? No, that was Telly Savalas. No, Telly Savalas wouldn't do a Twilight Zone. Are you kidding me? He's way too big of a actor for that. It was Telly Savalas. <laughs> In this reality... Living um, Doll. Yep. The Living name doll. of the Talking uh, Tina. episode. So, yeah. Um, Telly Savalas I'm glad Eric that I found Streeter. out... Glad I found out I was wrong. Talky team. Hooray. Who's June Foray? Who's that? June Foray is a pretty famous voice actress. She played uh, Rocky in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, okay. As opposed to June 4B, who lives next door. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a dumb Hey-o. joke, but I love it. Yeah. Hey, um, so Ben, we're uh, almost approaching the end of the episode. A couple more minutes left. What? Once again, very happy to be talking to you, as always. Um, and uh, also uh, great to. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but uh, wonderful to uh, to see Lindsay in the last episode. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Again, shocking, surprising. I don't like change, but uh, I like Lindsay, so it worked out okay. Uh, As you can see, though, I am back home. Actually, I'm not in the theater. Yeah. I'm in my own home. Uh, yes, uh, for those of you who, who don't, uh, you know, feel free to go to the YouTube. You can see Ben and I talking to one another. It's yeah. wonderful. Almost like we're looking at each other, uh, but I am mostly looking at me. Um, but yeah. there's uh, the, the we're opening a show at Annex next week, and so there's lots of activity in the theater. Uh, so we're, what's I'm, the what's I'm gonna the show? have to fly. Uh, this is how we're gonna have to fly uh, for the uh, short term. Uh, I'm gonna have to do the show from home. Uh, the show is called Tenderness. It's got six shows. Uh, it opens uh, Thursday the eighth, a week from today. We'll preview Thursday the eighth. Opens on the night. Ah, uh, yes. Tenderness. It's the Untouchables, but a love story. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You've cracked it. Hey. It's it's very touchable, actually. <laughs> oh! Ben! Hey! Ah, oh, that's the stuff. You did it. 
Here we, we go. Workshop and comedy. Oh, and once again, uh, for those of you keeping track, I am back to singing in a lower register. And it feels I... so nice. Were you trying to sing more in an upper register? Uh, occasionally I do sing like... in an upper register, um, but the lower register feels so much better. Whatever uh, makes you comfortable, I, man. Don't blow your vocal I, cords out. I started. I started speaking in a higher register uh, so that I could speak faster. Okay. For whatever reason, it it I'm seems to me that the higher pitched I am, the faster I can talk. I'm sure it makes sense to you. I used to talk like this back when I was a kid, which what? is uh, strange. And and so I would drive around in the car and I would pitch my voice. Higher and higher. So right now, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking uh, pretty high up in my range. I'm, I'm and my I'm my actual range is more like right around when here. When you like physically speed up a tape, the pitch goes up. When you slow down a tape, the pitch goes down. So our brains are wired to hear lower registers mm. as slower as slower uh, speech patterns and higher registers as faster. I think it's that people who speak lower are dumber. That must be the reason. Again, ableist language, don't say dumber. Just a suggestion to me, from me, to remember next time. And, and with that, Ben, speaking of keep next it wrong. Time, keep it yeah. wrong, Paul. <laughs> I'll talk to you next and, week. Uh, how's it happening? How's it happening? And whatever other thing we are supposed to say. All right. Oh, nope. Can't get it to stop. This button. Can't get it to stop. There we go. And we're clear. Oh, I'm going to have to use transport. Three to beam up. Uh, there it is. <laughs>